That's right, around here we do fight authority, but authority always wins. Welcome back to Talk is for Schnooks. I am Jay Carden. Sorry we've been away for a while. I know you've missed me very much, but I've had I started a new job and I've been very busy. Um, but I think I'm going to try and start doing the show maybe on Saturdays. No promises. This is just for fun, so hope you all enjoy. Uh, so some other things that have happened is uh, Biden had his crazy press conference the other day. He picked on pre-arranged uh, or pre-picked uh, news reporters to uh, call that he was calling on to um, choose to uh, answer questions. And he just picked them from a list and there was like a little cheat sheet that he had. And it had all like the pictures of the reporters on them with their names in case he forgot. And um, he still messed up sometimes. It was very sad to see. Uh, not to mention him falling up the stairs uh, the other day, getting on to Air Force One. But I've come to expect various signs of weakness from this administration. So I guess no surprise there. Uh, but it was very, a very weak press conference. Um, definitely turned down the volume from the Trump press conferences that used to have. Remember those with Jim Acosta, him and Jim Acosta sparring? Don't be rude. Don't be rude. Don't be rude, Jim. Don't be rude. <laughs> those legendary, very legendary. Speaking of Trump, he uh, crashed a wedding in uh, Mar-a-Lago. He went to a wedding I believe we have some of the audio here that I'll play for you, but it's good to hear from him again. Uh, I, I do miss the man, even though his administration went out with a whimper and they didn't uh, accomplish things at the end. Um, I think he had a good presidency overall, and I uh, um, hope he runs in 2024. But uh, I'll pull up that audio for you. Let's see, pulling it up here. There we go. It's from TMZ. I, I turn off the news. I get all these flash reports, and they're telling me about the border. They're telling me about China. They're telling me about Iran. How are we doing with Iran? Well, they were ready to pick it. They would have done anything. They would have done anything. And this guy goes and drops the sanctions, and then he says, "We want to negotiate now. We're not dealing with the United States at all. At all. At all. At all. In China, the same thing. They never treated us that way, right? We saw what happened a few days ago. It was terrible. And uh, the border's not good. The border's the worst anybody's ever seen it. And what you see now, multiply it times 10, Jim. You would know how to handle He's the only one I know that might handle the border. I don't know who Jim is, but apparently he knows how to... He, Jim knows how to handle the border better than anyone, okay, folks? Worst it's ever been. Worst it's ever been. Uh, he's not lying there. There's about 6,000 crossings a day under Biden. And that's just not good for anybody. That's not good for the migrant families that are coming across. It puts women and children in danger. Um, coyotes use children to uh, get across the border all the time. Um, I thought Trump was probably too strict on immigration and like deporting people and stuff. But this is untenable under Biden. I'm starting to rethink my position. Like, maybe that wall was a good idea after all. Um, but I'm definitely not for just deporting people. Um, 
ad uh, ad nauseum. I think we should show some compassion there to families that were trying to find a better life. Uh, maybe work out a pathway to citizenship, something like that. I'm not an expert on immigration, but uh, we definitely Trump's policies were definitely better than Biden's. I'll give you give him that much. Um, but yeah, this Biden presidency is is for the birds, man. Not a fun time. Not a fun time at all. Uh, but switching over to some more cultural things, uh, March Madness has been going on, and it's been pretty fun to watch. Uh, but of course, they have to throw all the politics in there as well. And it's not really even politics. I think people use that word as kind of a colloquial measure to describe something that they don't like. It's more of a worldview and a philosophical position that is uh, forced onto people. And it's a worldview that assumes that America is racist, that um, systemic inequality is based on race in this country. And I think that's a false premise. Um, I think that uh, culture and um the uh, particular places where poverty exists has more to do with the actual race of the person. I don't think that you can just look at statistics and say, oh, wow, white people have more wealth on average than black people. That must mean that America is systemically racist. I think you have to have that conclusion in mind in order to uh, arrive at it. You have to be looking to try and figure out a racial narrative in order to arrive at that conclusion. I don't think you can honestly approach those premises and look at available evidence and say, wow, America is so racist when we had a uh, black president and um, we have uh, black millionaire athletes, um, tons of black millionaire athletes. We have Oprah Winfrey making a billion dollars. I just don't know how you can look at America and say it's such a terrible country when we have um, black people in uh, every position of power you can think of in cultural institutions. Um, I, uh, there's not a tier of society that doesn't at least have uh, some black representation and uh, that's probably a good thing and uh, I just don't think that you can honestly look at America and say that is this a racist country? I've never been able to figure out how people honestly come to that conclusion. I remember in college, they would present you with all of these uh, statistics and everything, and then um, in the back of your mind, you're thinking, okay, if I question these statistics, I'm going to be considered a racist, so it's better to just shut up. So the gaps in the argument they have are filled with uh, the intimidation of not wanting to be called uh, something derogatory so it elicits a response from you and um, it elicits conformity but at on March Madness they have like different things with the jerseys with let's say like equality and uh, like unity written on the side of the court and I'm just like who is that helping like it doesn't really make any sense and then people are like, well, what's wrong with that? There's nothing left-wing about putting equality on jerseys or Black Lives Matter on the jerseys. And, but uh, that's just a dis- I think that's a disingenuous argument. 
because uh, it's like, who gets to define what that means? Um, people say all the time that like, oh, what's left wing about wanting everyone, um, wanting uh, black people to be treated equally in this country? It's like, no, there's nothing left wing about that per se, but it's like the uh, solutions to get there is where the difference lies. And uh, people have different definitions of equality and different definitions of right and wrong. And uh, you can't you can't just uh, say that that's a premise that everyone should accept when you know that there's some nuance there. Um, and then the whole thing with like writing Black Lives Matter on the court with the NBA, uh, it's like that how is that how is that necessary that's like why would you not put any other lives matter why would you not put asian lives matter or hispanic lives matter as well um and we've also seen with the stop asian hate uh hashtag that's been trending it's like uh, see that's kind of what happens when you only focus on one group of people and say that their lives matter and nobody else does um Think about that saying, uh, no lives matter until uh, black lives matter. It's like, that's a r ridiculously evil proposition if you think about it. It's like, I don't think that this group of people is, gonna, is being treated right at the moment. So until I think that they are, nobody, else li nobody else's life has inherent value. And that's a ridiculously evil thing to say everybody's life matters at all times every human life has inherent dignity and should be treated with respect you don't get to say that um, i don't think that my group of people is being treated okay so everybody else has to be treated um, poorly as well and it has negative consequences and we've seen that with uh, the increase of age uh, hate crimes against asian people um so this is where that kind of that thinking kind of leads and I just wish I could turn my TV on and not be inundated with um, philosophical worldviews that uh, that completely go against what I believe in. I think that sports should be a um, common ground where people come together and don't have to uh, deal with any controversial matters um, and can kind of forget about the world because that's like one of the only places left where you'd be you'd used to be able to do that, but not anymore. Now uh, you're completely enveloped by uh, left-wing uh, viewpoints. And if you disagree with them, then it must mean that you're a terrible person. And I think that really just turns people away. It, uh, it kind of pushes people um, away from that messaging. It's like, if a person was, wasn't really racist to begin with, but then they're... Um, hit from every side with attacks saying like oh you're a bad person because you're white you're a, you're a terrible person because of how much melanin you have in your skin then it pushes them away from not being racist and it can push them in the direction of being actually racist like we've seen this with people that uh are are kind of on the fringes like if they get banned from a platform then it pushes them to the fringes even more it's not like they like oh well i got banned i need to make my i need to amend my life it's like no that's not what happens it pushes them even further to extremes so let's say let's say you have john and he uh 
posts some racist jokes sometimes. And then he gets banned from all the platforms, can't communicate with anybody anymore. And so then he goes on 4chan and other uh, websites, and he gets pushed further and further to the the fringes, like with neo-Nazis and alt-right nationalists and such. And so you've taken a guy that was probably just a normal guy, probably maybe said some things he shouldn't have, and then you like turned him into an actual neo-Nazi. That's what happens when, people, when you uh, censor people like that. So if you want to really fight racism, if you want to fight uh, like white supremacy, then look in the mirror because whenever you ban people from things like that, you are the cause of an increase in white supremacy, not um, like mainstream conservatives. Um, but yeah, those are just some of my thoughts for the day. Uh, sorry, I didn't really prepare a whole lot this time. Um, but we'll get into it next time. Uh, I didn't really have a chance to flesh out a lot of my ideas, but we'll get back on track and uh, just take everything I say, of course, with a grain of salt and come to your own conclusions. Um, don't just take my word as gospel, and I'm sure you don't anyway, but here's John Mellencamp to play us out. Thank you very much. <laughs> This has been Talk is for Schnooks. Remember, everybody, stay snarky as hell, and we'll see you next time.